Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. It's good to be back in the studio. Trina, how, yeah. was, uh, how was your weekend? My weekend was fun. <laughs> it was really good. What's fun? <laughs> fun like what? I don't think you want me to say it on air. Oh, okay. It was Fair a great enough. weekend. No, yeah. we're, we're actually fixing to go camping this coming weekend, so that's pretty exciting. We're excited about that. Where do you go camping at? Um, just the lakes. Missouri, uh, much like Minnesota, has just a ton of lakes. To go to, and we like a lake called Palm de Terre. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a great lake. I mean, it's potato of the earth, I think, or something like that in French. That's why I like it. Yeah. I love potatoes. Fun fact for today, I took four <laughs> years of French, and I speak zero French. We yeah. do like potatoes. <laughs> we do like potatoes in my house, too. We got a great show today. Um, Doug Adams. Doug yeah. Adams is the chief operations officer for... United Country Real Estate. He's going to be joining us in the studio in a little bit. And uh, what uh, what's going on? What's on the newswire? I, I noticed you. Do you really want to know? So I, I do. I have a piece of paper. Um, so we've done an auction news um, whole podcast before. I figured maybe we'd inject some of that while we're waiting for Doug and kind of talk about some of the interesting things that's happening out there in the world. Because there's some doozies out there, really. It takes all kinds to make a world. It does. All right, so the first story that I pulled up is a man who snagged a $177,000 villa. They're calling it a villa. I'm not calling it a villa. Once you see pictures of this thing, nobody calls this a villa. But he got it for $9,100. Oh, nice. And now believes he was scammed by the Florida county that put the property up for auction for unpaid property taxes. The villa turns out to be a one-foot by 100-foot strip of land that separates two quote-unquote villas in Tamarack and is worth about $50. <laughs> so he's got the strip of land that the mailbox goes on. It's worth in $50? Between two duplexes. <laughs> How much did he pay for it? Uh, 9000 <laughs> Oh, my. Womp, 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 Yeah. That's great. That's he not going to net well. He literally owns the strip of grass that goes in between two driveways. Let me That's see. That's it. That. That's all he owns. It's one foot by 100 feet. One foot. That is hilarious. It's got a mailbox. Uh-huh. It has, yeah. It I'm has not the kidding when I say it. he owns the mailbox. Not the mailbox, just the land. It's just the it. land with somebody else's yeah. mailbox. That, my friends, is why you do your due diligence when you're looking at an auction. Absolutely. Yeah. Sight unseen. I bought it sight unseen. <laughs> well, you get what you pay for sometimes. Yeah, you you definitely want to go out and inspect property whenever it's being sold in an accelerated sale, mm-hmm. as is, where is, yes, is what you're buying. Make sure you know what you're buying before you uh, put that hand in the air. Well, I mean, in the guy's defense, this house's address, you know, this villa address is on the website, and he drives by it, and he sees this as the same property. It doesn't have a big red arrow pointing at the strip of land going in between it. It's great. I All right. It. Well, that by far and away is going to, I'm guessing that that is um, 
that's the top headline today. That is one of my favorite headlines of the day. Yeah. It may not be the top headline. My my even more favorite headline is about a deranged squirrel, an attack squirrel. Tell me more. Do you really want to know more? Yeah. So have you, you had heard- me. You had me at squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Have you heard of the Florida man meme? No. So there's this whole internet thing right now about um, people go out and they find crazy headlines that say Florida man wrestles an alligator or Florida man, you know, eats heads off chickens or whatever the craziest thing they can find is. And it's become this whole meme about Florida man. Well, this is about Alabama man. Alabama man. Yeah, Alabama man. Um, Story goes, an attack squirrel housed in an Alabama apartment and fed methamphetamine, methamphetamine, by the way, (laughs) sorry, I can't read that long word of a word. Methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. They fed him meth to make sure it stayed aggressive. (laughs) The squirrel was rescued on Monday, officials say. The squirrel was removed from the alleged drug den by investigators following a bus in an apartment in Athens, according to authorities. One man was arrested at the scene, but the Limestone County Sheriff's Office is still looking for another suspect, the alleged caretaker of said squirrel. They had this squirrel all hopped up on meth to attack people trying to raid their drug den. That is hilarious. The best part of this entire story is officials found the squirrel and released it into the wild per a recommendation by Alabama's Department of Conservation. There was no safe way to test a squirrel for meth, so they let it go. <laughs> so there's some random squirrel out there all hopped up on meth just out in the wild. It's the squirrel standing on the corner. It's a trained attack the, squirrel. It's got the itchy scratches. It's attacking the mailman and stuff as he's coming by. It's amazing. It's amazing oh. what is happening in the world right now. Squirrel just needs a fix. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, oh. that, that's story number two. That's the actual one that made me laugh today. That, that is hilarious. It has nothing to do with what we do for a living. but And, the, and it's know. not Florida man. It's Alabama man. <laughs> it is man, Alabama so. man. So maybe we start a whole new meme around that. Around Alabama man. Or, you know, meth, meth squirrels. <laughs> Possible meth squirrel sightings. Bushy-tailed meth heads. <laughs> nice. I love that, it. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's the news. What about the cantaloupe article? I'm okay. I'm kind of curious about you the can. Yeah, I saw that on your on your sheet here, over there. Go ahead and you read it. You can explain this. Right. I can't. I have All no right, explanation. Me, two melons were sold at auction in northern Japanese city of Yubari last month for a record-breaking forty-five thousand six hundred dollars to a first-time bidder, according to reports. Forty-five thousand six hundred dollars for two. Cantaloupes, two melons. Two cantaloupes. The public auction, which took place at a wholesale market between May 25th and 29th, was the first for the country's agricultural season. Bitter, uh, the bitter, was an employee from a Japanese beverage company which sells Yubari uh, melon-flavored soda, Mm. according to the Japanese Times. The highly priced cantaloupes were among 1,000 pieces of the melons that the... Japanese Times had reported the melons characterized by a sweet orange pulp are sought after because of their lengthy ripening period, according to the report. 
Can you believe two cantaloupes sale for $45,600? I can't believe it, but I mean, if it really takes them that long to ripen and this company sells that flavored soda and this is like the first time in X months that they're ripe enough to get, maybe, I guess, but still no. They're cantaloupes. You see these pictures? They just look like the cantaloupes. You go to the grocery store and buy a cantaloupe and yeah. Narrow yeah. plots of land, overpriced melons, and meth-headed squirrels. Yeah. That it's is, it's uh, going to be a great show, Sean. <laughs> it's going to be a great show. In just a few minutes, we'll have Doug Adams in the studio. And uh, we're going to break away, hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. And we're back in the studio. We've got our good friend Doug Adams coming into the studio. It'd be good to have him here. He's yes. a pretty cool guy. He's got uh, a lot of insight, and uh, he's getting mic'd up in here right now, getting his headset on. <laughs> the professionally trained staff in Studio B. <laughs> That's it. Douglas, can you hear us? <laughs> hey, you guys. How are you? Good there, to see you. He there he is. There he is. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I just couldn't figure out which end of the microphone to hold here, but now we got that figured out. <laughs> yeah, the, the end with the cord goes away from you. Ah, it's, okay. That made a, that, that made a big technical. difference. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the Sail Ring podcast show. We appreciate you coming and joining yeah. Trina and I today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. You must be yeah. really short for talent. So I uh, appreciate you inviting me <laughs> in. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll take what we can get. That's right. That's right. Beggars can't be hey, you missed You missed some great conversation coming into the show. I and, heard. Uh, all, you did? Did well, you hear it? It's little, pretty amazing. Little bits and pieces as I was yeah. cruising uh, into Studio B here. I, I heard some <laughs> high quality squirrel content. High quality meth head squirrel yes, content. It was pretty amazing. Little stripped of land purchased for mm-hmm. $50 worth for $9,000. Yeah. And a couple of overpriced cantaloupes. Yeah. So. I, I, as I was walking in, I'm like, are they talking about my kids or what are they doing in there? Felt right oh, at home. Is. 
<laughs> well, Doug, you are um, you're the chief operations officer of a company called United Country Real Estate, which coincidentally is our major one of our major sponsors of the Sale Ring Podcast Show. Yeah, it's a fancy title that uh, I someday will probably come with some big rewards. I'm putting a plug in shamelessly for a raise, but uh, kidding, of course. Um, no, it's it's been a great ride with United Country. We've got uh, probably a few laps around the sun now with the company, both as an agent and a broker growing up in the business uh, in Colorado. I'm happy to say that I grew up on a buffalo ranch and irrigated and threw hay around and Fed some buffalo, got knocked around by Not a few to interrupt buffalo. you, there is a difference between buffalo and bison, yes? Good point. If Sean, Jim Sam- Sean found this out on a recent podcast episode. He calls me a liar. Yeah, well, if Jim Sample was here and those that know who Jim Sample is, <laughs> he'd, be, is how I know. <laughs> they, he'd be knocking me upside the head right now. So, <laughs> Bison Ranch, a bison ranch in Colorado. Okay. That's for you. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like correct you. I didn't know that it wasn't a buffalo ranch. I just wanted to point out again that Sean was wrong. That's that's my whole job here. I'm still listening to the conversation. <laughs> what is the difference between a buffalo and a bison? Well, I think we got to defer to Trina because clearly she's the expert. No, I didn't see. I knew. I just know there is a difference. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I guess that's enough. Yeah, a woman's <laughs> argument. I'm yeah. glad you said well, that. I don't know why I'm wrong. I'm just saying I'm right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. She would have walloped me under the table here. You know. <laughs> oh, buffalo, bison. I really didn't mean to interrupt your story. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Not to interrupt, but I'm interrupting. Yeah. Let me hit yeah. the rewind button. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right. So you're growing up on a buffalo bison ranch. Yeah, water moccasin. bison sticks are water round. Water moccasins Buff- and all. <laughs> I like buffalo it. jerky is flat. Bison sticks are round. There I don't you know, go. Whatever, whatever the differences are, and you're um, joining United Country. How long have you been with the company? So. We like to say that uh, was kind of born into the business, born into United Country, United Farm, United Nationals, a long history with the company, nearly, gosh, over 90 years now, pushing 100 years. You don't look that old. Uh, well, they've got good water on that bison ranch, so uh, it's kept me <laughs> youthful and zestful all these years. But uh, no, no, professionally kind of got into business in the late 90s. Um, family had a practice there for many, many years, and Tried to avoid the real estate space as long as I possibly could, and just uh, the vortex of the industry sucked me in, whether I wanted to to be involved or not. But uh, very happy to be a part of it and uh, learn the ropes from my uh, family uh, over those years. And uh, position opened up with the company with United Country in the early 2000s after getting my license and uh, listing a few properties, selling a few properties, making a few mistakes along the way. And the uh, company was crazy enough to give me a chance at uh, being part of the management team in 2001 and held a number of roles ever since then. And so now I've got uh, I got the COO title. I was hoping they would end an L at the end so I could have cool as my title, but I didn't. Instead get so of just coup? I'm just a coup. Yeah. <laughs> coup Magoo. That's right. That's right. I've been yeah. called a lot of things. Uh, definitely not cool, though. Well, it it may not be a cool title, but you have a cool job. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you do with the company. You're listening to the Sale Ring Podcast, taking real estate and auction to the next level. One of the things that you've been instrumental in here lately is um, kind of corporate liaison for some of the strategic partnerships of the businesses and Dan Duffy, the CEO, um, of course, is Mike Duffy, his brother, president of United Country Real Estate. 
those guys have you kind of tethered at um, some of the business relationships. And one of them that I want to talk about on the show is uh, the home warranty that -hmm. you guys are rolling out. I think it's a unique program. It's kind of a unique concept that this particular warranty company has for the real estate industry. But more so, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the relevance of home warranties in the real estate industry. Most of our listeners know that I'm an auctioneer by trade. I've done that for a long time. We'll talk about how home warranties are relevant in the auction industry besides being relevant in the traditional industry. But let's start with traditional real estate, uh, home warranties, viability, how those fit. Um, tell us why you see uh, a need for those inside of your company. Yeah, it's a great question, Sean. Of course, those that don't know, United Country specializes in rural, recreational, second home properties. Many listeners may be uh, very clear about that and familiar with the brand. And and when you you stop and think about it, somebody's moving from, you know, Dallas to Southern Missouri or Colorado or wherever it may be that they're moving from. There's a, a fair amount of excitement and interest and and uh, angst at the same time that I'm getting ready to leave my. Uh, my safe and humble abode of wherever that may be. And I'm looking to make a lifestyle change and buy a property in a market that I'm not familiar with and in an environment that I'm not familiar with, even even if I am excited about it. So to take away some of the, you know, the concerns about this property being a good one and um, something that I'm going to get into a great money pit later, uh, a home warranty is a great way to protect yourself um, as an investor in that type of property, whether it's your permanent home or a vacation home or whatever the case may be. So we saw the opportunity to partner with a home warranty company that we really like. They give us great flexibility in the business. Um, it allows a seller to have a warranty on their property while the property is listed with no upfront costs. So when a client wants to list their property with a, a United Country broker or agent, and as you said, auctioneers um, will apply to this as well, they can offer that as a free service to that seller during the listing period. And should the water heater go out or whatever the case may be, you pay the service call for the particular plumber or electrician or, or whatever the vendor is that you need to use to fix that particular appliance, you just pay the uh, the service fee for them to come out. They replace the part or the, the unit, and then um, you run it through the warranty program and, and the seller's covered during the listing period with no upfront cost. Now, the nice thing is back to the peace of mind of that buyer coming from out of town and they they go through the process of purchasing the home and now that warranty will transfer over to the new homeowner for one year and again gives them great peace of mind. There's some interesting uh, statistics out there about uh, how many home warranties are filed in the first year of someone owning a business and uh, some of the statistics show that there are 66% of homeowners, new homeowners have a problem with some sort of major appliance in the first year of home ownership. So having that warranty uh, under your belt as you go into the new ownership of that particular property um, is again, great peace of mind. So it's a great service to our clients, um, both on the selling side, as I said, while it's into the listing period, they have peace of mind that if anything goes wrong, it's not gonna disrupt the deal. And then great peace of mind to the buyer that's coming in as the new proud owner of that property. So we're very excited about that program. We think it's going to be a great um, a great tool to offer the United Country affiliates out there and, and hence the, the clients that they work with every day. Can you talk about the company that you're partnering with right now? Is it okay to mention them on the, uh, yeah. On the show? Yeah, you bet. Global Home USA uh, is the name of the company. Um, great partner so far. They've uh, 
done a fantastic job with their integration into our systems and, and training. We're just getting that program off the ground and their customer service uh, representatives have just been fantastic. So we're happy to use them. One of the unique advantages of this particular warranty company is they allow our people, our United Country brokers and agents, or in the case of the client who has the property on the market for sale and something does go wrong, they need to have that plumber come out or electrician or whatever the case may be, that client can actually select their own vendor. So they don't have to go through some pre-approved list of a guy that's in Chicago and you live 200 miles from Chicago. You can use your guy that lives right there in your community. You know he's good. He does a great job. He's got a great reputation in town. So again, a lot of our United Country offices are in smaller communities and and it's important that they have peace of mind that they can have a plumber, electrician, or whoever it may be come out and take care of that problem and not wait on some guy come from Chicago 200 miles away and he's not going to get there and he's too busy and whatever the case may be. So we're real excited about it and we think the uh, offices are going to be excited about it as well. You know, you're talking about positive experiences with home warranty programs. Let's talk about um, uh, an unpopular uh, experience with a home warranty program. I personally, I had a home warranty, um, and, and I still have one, and I like the company that we're with right now. Uh, we haven't, um, I'm trying to think, we haven't filed any claims in a while, but the previous one, we would file a claim. Central Heat and Air Unit went out, and... Uh, in the process of going out, I, I got in touch with them. Kind of felt like I was getting the runaround with the vendors. Like, yeah, well, we've called this person. They should call you back. It took a day or two for them to call back, for the contractor to call back. And another couple of days, we were out without um, air conditioning for like five days in our home, just getting them out there. And then we ran into some problems with, ran into problems with, that system was an older system. And the guy told us that the contractor, he said, this thing's pretty tough to uh, to rebuild anymore. He said, it needs to be replaced. Well, make that recommendation then. That's okay. Right. But they were reluctant to replace it. They just wanted to keep putting parts in it. And, you know, it uh, it was falling apart. I mean, it was, at that point, was an older unit. We had paid for that home warranty for several years hadn't filed a claim, finally needed it, and then they're trying everything they can do to keep from replacing that air conditioning system. And they finally, they eventually had to. You know, we started putting more pressure on them. The contractor did. They switched contractors out there, which was another ploy not to replace, but they finally right. replaced that unit. So how do these home warranty companies, you know, what what's our, what's our leverage as a consumer out there against them? And how, how do we pick a good one? Sounds like this may be a good one that you're dealing with. We hope so, you right. know, but insurance is insurance. I mean, it's it's always everything's fine until it ain't. That's right. And then they don't seem to want to pay. But how do we pick a good one and and uh, and kind of get what we're paying for out of that, that insurance or that home warranty? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's really um, up to the consumer to really decide what fits their needs most. There's, um, there's three different plans with this particular um, warranty group. Again, Global Home USA, who we've selected as our partner, and they've given – three different tiers of coverage. And so you can look at the size and scope of your home and the age of your home and determine what's going to be best for you. Um, obviously, with every price point comes more advantages. And it ranges from month to month. Some of our listeners may be saying, well, what does this run? I can give you kind of ballpark numbers run anywhere from 650 to $850. So for a client sitting there saying, well, I need to sell this property and is it really worth it? And you know, how much do I really want to go for as far as like a top tier program or not, uh, I think the the thing that you can look at is the reviews, make sure that it's been uh, vetted properly, you know, whether 
Uh, it's through Google reviews. They're very popular. Um, and there's a lot of other review sites out there that can kind of give your tradesmen um, a good you know, thumbs up that they're a good tradesman to work on it once you've selected your warranty partner. The greatest marketing and advertising out there today is the reviews. And I, I don't know about you, Sean, but anytime I go to a restaurant or I stay at a hotel or whatever, one of the first things I do is just pop on and go, okay, price point's good. What are the reviews like? And if I start seeing two and a half, three stars and it's a five-star rating, I'm concerned and I'm probably backing away from that. So I would say the same philosophy applies here. You want to really look at the reviews and and uh, see what people are saying about the particular warranty company. You know, that's a great point because we as consumers have a tendency to want to report. Um, obviously, we, we tend to report the negative right out of the gate. We'll go out of our way in a bad experience to let everybody know about it. It's more important or just as important if you have a positive experience. I, I think that there's a good brethren of people out there that will let you know about that also. But right. the consumer audience will tell you kind of what their experience has been. And those reviews are important when you're you're picking um, not just warranty or insurance, but I, I think any service, you know, any trade service, any restaurant, any hotel – it's good to check out the reviews. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I think, again, the world has changed so much. You, you see, you know, still a lot of TV advertising out there and people are still trying to broadcast their message to a large audience. But at the end of the day, the consumer is so much more empowered today than they ever have been in the past. And whether that's buying a car or real estate or, you know, software, or a, a, you know, a lawnmower, it, it, you just you have a lot of information at your fingertips. So when it comes to a program like, we, like what we're talking about with home warranties, we we really went through a very careful process and talking to a lot of different warranty companies and making sure there was one that fit us. And again, we're thrilled that a customer can be able to select their own vendor. That takes some of the guesswork out of it too. So we're very happy with this. We're excited about the program. We think uh, the United Country offices will benefit greatly from it. Um, it's a differentiator that some of their competitors don't have in their market. Some do, some don't. It's certainly not proprietary, but we're very proud to offer that to our clients. Great. Tell me the name of it one more time. You bet. Global Home USA. And uh, again, great customer service that they offer. And um, we're excited uh, to, to work with them for many years. Awesome. That's a plug for uh, Global Home USA is yep. the name of the home warranty company. I'm sure you can look them up online. Tell your friends you get your information on the Sale Ring Podcast Show. I want to switch gears a little bit about home warranties while we're on this subject. As an auctioneer, as somebody that's in the auction business, I found a very interesting concept. Several years ago, I had personally and had not heard of auctioneers injecting home warranties on auction properties when they're selling, say, a residential home. Mm -hmm. How much confidence do you did you just give that audience standing in the front yard and you say, hey, the water heater looks um, kind of questionable or heating and air system. Are we sure it works? Guess what, folks? Don't worry about it. This home comes with a free home warranty. Five, $600 will pay for that home warranty. Um, maybe a seller cost as an incentive to get in there and bid aggressively on the home. But that takes some of that as-is, where-is. You bet. Uh, buying it as-is uh, out of the equation when you're getting some protection. You're you getting bet. a home warranty. So what a great concept for the auction business. Yeah, you're right. And I, if I'm an auctioneer out there and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm saying, I, I've never really used home warranties, that sounds like a residential program for the, you know, the list and sell broker out there. And, and it is. But it's also a tremendous tool for the auctioneer because to your point, you get 30 people in the room and the frenzies building over the property and mom and dad are looking at each other going, all right, we're not going to get above this particular price point. And, 
you know, are we going to get ourselves into a trap here? Well, there, you just took all that away um, for, for a very minimal investment on the seller. Um, you can typically drive the price up. Some statistics out there that you can you can typically get a quicker sale and a higher price sale when you have a home warranty on a home, whether it's at auction or whether it's through the traditional means. So uh, I think it's a tremendous tool to be able to offer to uh, to any client out there. Home warranties, they work well for traditional listings. They work well for auctions. Home warranties, just good, um, kind of a, a good practice out there for the seller to maximize their, their sale and uh, to remove any objections or pain points out of the equation for a buyer, put a home warranty on it. That's right. In fact, I heard a statistic, Sean, the other day that uh, in California, over 90% of the homes sold today have a home warranty on them as just a part of the transaction. It's not even a uh, an option. It's just something that they do just to, again, peace of mind for that new buyer coming in. And it's it's also a protection mechanism for the brokers. I mean, if you're a broker or an auctioneer out there and you're saying, yeah, that may work, that may not. It's also a little bit of a legal protection mechanism for you too, so that if there's something squirrely that goes on with the, the home after the transaction is complete, they don't come back after you and come back after the seller saying, well, you knew about this problem and you didn't disclose it. You you have the option to offer home warranty, and should that person decline it, then you can show that in you know in in a, a proof of evidence in a court case. God forbid you end up in that situation. But again, we talk about the word insurance. It's insurance for the the clients buying and selling homes, but it's also insurance for you as a broker or an auctioneer out there as well. Well, unfortunately, in this day and age, we're a lot more apt to end up in that situation than we would have been twenty or thirty years ago. That. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, that's locked and loaded in the holster with most consumers as I'm unhappy. I'm going to sue. Yep. Somebody's at fault, not me. Yep. It's not my fault, and I'm going to sue. Yep. yep. So, Easy so, way out. But uh, I, I do. I, I think as a, just a general practice, when you're visiting with a client, a home warranty is a no-brainer. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about Uh Get something a little more interesting. Now let's get exotic. I want to talk to you mm. about, because uh, I know that you're in charge of the international sales for your company. And uh, we're going to slip away. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll come back in just a few minutes, and we'll talk about uh, some of the um, Caribbean locations that you get to hang out in. We'll right. be right back. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday, so register and start bidding today. 
AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. MineralMarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. MineralMarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Man, we're back in the studio with Mr. Doug Adams. Hey, hey. Chief Operations Officer for United Country Real Estate. We appreciate you uh, bearing with us. Had a great conversation about home warranties, but here's where I want to take it in the back half of this show. You have a lot more fun than home warranties. Well, I hope so. (laughs) You're you're not known as Mr. Home Warranty. You're known as Mr. International, uh, the people I talk to. So you're in charge of international sales for the company. And um, I'm just looking at a list right here. I mean, you, you've got offices in Mexico, in the resort communities of Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, Honduras. I mean, you're all over. Yeah, South yeah. of the border down there, amigo. Yeah. Uh, amigo is uh, about as far as my Spanish goes, too, as I'm, as I'm sad to, to uh, admit. But, yes, some fun markets, some fun people, uh, some great food. Uh, some some great times, some great uh, memories traveling down there. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, environment because, as they say, it's the same, but it's different. You know, it's still real estate. You still have a transaction. You still have all the anxiety of selling and buying and a big financial commitment both ways. Um, but it's done a different way. You know, the entitlement process is a little different. The uh, The closing process is a little bit different. The, the funding and financing that are involved are all a little bit different. So, we take a really great program that United Country's uh, been working on and evolving over the last 90 years and some great management, um, some great teams involved from the marketing and the technology and, you know, consulting services and things of that nature are, are really, really working quite well right now with the company. And we looked at some of these international markets that seem like natural fits and natural extensions for um, that lifestyle buyer, as we like to say, um, one of our taglines is find your freedom. And so for some people, your freedom is moving out of the country and, and finding a different quality of life and maybe a better standard of life because uh, your dollar bill goes a little bit further in a different market or, or whatever your your demand or need or dream may be. So find your freedom tagline goes a long ways. And we really uh, adopted that as we expanded into the international markets, as you said, uh, Costa Rica, Panama, Mexico, and Honduras are kind of our key Central American uh, locations right now. Some great people, um, very trustworthy people. That's probably the biggest thing we look for when we have a partner down there is are they trustworthy? Not to dig on any of our foreign partners. Uh, we we love working there. We love playing there. But um, we also want to make sure that we engage from a business level with a trustworthy partner. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and says, yeah, I'd love to check out some property in Panama, uh, this this United Country thing might be the way to go. I can assure you, you're going to be in good hands with our people down there. Just how you know how this works, uh, everybody listening to this podcast would like to go to Costa Rica and check out property. And of course, it'll all be business. Of course. I, I would expect nothing less. All expenses paid. Sure. Absolutely. All tequila included. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I remember? So Doug and I have known each other for um, quite a while. Yep. Uh, Doug and I have traveled south of the border together. I remember a trip. We got to talk about our trip to uh, to Cosmail. Yep. And uh, Playa de Carmen. 
Yep, we we yeah. had a few experiences there, didn't we? With our good buddy John Paul. Yep. It's okay to mention him on here. He'll get tickled to death at this story. He loves it. Yep, he's still one of our partners, and he's got some uh, some great businessmen that he's aligned with down there, uh, Luis and his father, Luis, uh, uh, as well as John Paul, and we're thrilled to have them as part of the team. They're a lot of fun, and I know where you're going with this story for those that are interested in a couple of gringos uh, wandering south of the border we had a pretty good time we got a lot of good work done too we work with uh one of the largest developers it's actually a mexican government sponsored uh entity called fauna tour and um did some great business with them and uh, look forward to doing more with them but we also had a little fun along the way we had a little fun we had a little excitement i'll never forget looking at that property yeah. We end up back at the, uh, the the port of entry, the tunnel, where the, the ferry, the taxi shows up there at Cosmail. Two pickups come flying up on the street full of masked, armed, fully armed, automatic weapon guys. Turns out it's the police, but you wouldn't have identified them as the police when they first pulled up. And uh, the only thing I remember John Paul saying is, just stand still. Don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do anything. Uh, he said, we're fine, but somebody's not. <laughs> at first, I looked at Sean and said, what'd you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took something from the gift store. No. <laughs> so they uh, they came right up, fully armed, uh, jumped out of the back of the pickup. They uh, go into the um, the tunnel right there they get on, where you get on the ferry and um, pulled an individual out of the bathroom uh, fully handcuffed, yep. um, a little roughed up. A little roughed up. And uh, threw him in the back to pick up, and they took off. And yep. I, I will tell you that that was about uh, between five to ten minutes of a horrific, terrifying event, not knowing what's going on. It, I felt like the only person in Mexico that did not speak English. Of course, yep. Doug Doug included in that. But Yeah. Uh, no, we... we we did exactly as we were supposed to. We stayed still. We were good little boys and didn't get ourselves in any further trouble. But uh, don't maintain eye contact with anybody. No, well, it was nice to see that uh, you know, for any any perception that may be of Mexico a safe or unsafe environment, uh, the federales are the good guys, and they took care of business that day. And I was actually more reassured about our investment in our relationships down there and people that are buying and selling in Mexico, certainly like anywhere in America or Canada or or Europe, or wherever you may be traveling, you you can get yourself in trouble if you get in the wrong crowds, for sure. But, uh, you know, Mexico is such a great country. There's such great people. There's such great food. And, you know, the the lifestyle there is just fantastic. And so we're we're thrilled to, to have partners down there and get to travel and eat some some big blue lobsters and uh, and maybe a, a cerveza or two along the way, but then get some good work done. So we're, we're thrilled to have partnerships down there. Doug, those lobsters were as large as a pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> they were huge. I've never seen lobsters that large. And that includes up in the Northeast, you know, Maine, uh, the big red lobsters coming in. And uh, we've had some delicious meals on the road, but there's something, I, I don't know if those are raised next to a nuclear facility or what's going on down there, but those lobsters were huge. Yeah. They, when they brought them out in a wheelbarrow, I knew we were going to have a full plate that night. So uh, we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed every morsel of that. For sure. I've worked on several projects with you. You know, Costa Rica is another place that we've traveled to and we've had a lot of fun. And so let, let me ask you this. Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, Honduras. You guys are looking at Canada now. I understand that's on your radar for yep. French. 
What's some of the complexities with a U.S.-based organization franchising outside of the U.S.? What What are some of the challenges that you uh, that you run across? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, just like every state's a little different, every country's a little different, and some are very franchising friendly. Um, some have very relaxed laws on franchising, and you just go through what more of a licensing process than you do a franchising process. Um, so it kind of depends from country to country, and you'd mentioned Canada, and that is. Uh, a high priority for us this year and then going into next year as well. Um, we just see that as a natural fit and not natural extension of the U.S. Uh, again, as I've already mentioned, and many people listening already know, United Country is the lifestyle leader uh, in real estate. And lifestyle is a big word. It could be a farm or a ranch or a cabin on a lake or bed and breakfast or, you know, a little boutique, uh, you know, uh, business or whatever the case may be. So anything kind of outside that city that people have that idyllic lifestyle dream of, of moving to. And so when you think about Canada, there's 30 million people in the whole, in the whole country. They're, um, you know, for the most part along the U S border and they're in lifestyle communities, you know, they're in mountain communities or fishing communities or, or just, you know, small towns across Canada. And so when we look at our model and the people that look to move, say out of Toronto into a smaller market, um, just using some Canadian references, it's no different than somebody moving outside of Chicago to try to find a small town in Illinois, or maybe they want to get out of Denver, Colorado, and get up to the mountains in Colorado or whatever. Same thing in Canada. So we, we've built a really dynamic system. It's, it's always evolving. It's always adopting to technology. It's, it's adopting to you know, buyer behavior uh, habits and, and how the, the consumer looks at property today. And so when we look at the way that real estate is transacted in Canada, it's very, very similar to America. And it's a very franchise-friendly country in Canada. And so when we started researching um, kind of, um, uh, you know, the trajectory of where we feel like the market is going and interest rates and stability of their banking processes and loaning, loan processes, um, it just makes sense. And so we're very excited about entering Canada. We don't have um, our first partner appointed, but we do have some really good conversations with people up there right now. And they're very interested in the differentiation that United Country has in, in the real estate business. So um, we're, we're looking forward to, to getting north of the border as well as south of the border. So are you going to be able to master the language barrier in Canada? Can you speak Canadian, my friend? Hey. Close enough. Okay, I'm done. You know as, you know as many words in Canadian as, <laughs> as, you, uh, as you do in Spanish. I'm sure if you're a Canadian right now and you're listening to this, you know, we do have a, a, a language that everybody understands. You don't have to throw A at the end of everything. But uh, but they do. But they do. So take that. No, only kidding. Um, yeah, I know Amigo going south and A going north. So I think I'm well qualified. <laughs> awesome. The Sale Ring, online at www.thesalering.com. Where's your next ventures? Where are you traveling to? you have anything coming up on the horizon? You know, uh, we talked about some of the Central America um, partners that we have in Panama and Costa Rica and Mexico. So we're, we're due for a trip down there to visit those guys. Um, Panama in particular, we've got two really good groups that we work with down there. Um, one in Bocas del Toro. Uh, for anybody that's traveled down there, it's a really cool, funky, hippie island on the, uh, on the northern tip of Panama. Um, really fun, eclectic area that we love to go to and visit those people. And um, they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, Anne Michelle uh, has owned that franchise for several years now, and she's just doing a great job. And then in Coronado, um, we need to go see Roberto and Marla. And uh, Roberto was actually featured on House Hunters International, I think for the second or third time now, they've been down there filming him. So On the TV show? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very yeah, it's cool. really neat. Uh, we just featured him in our United Land uh, weekly newsletter as well. And so uh, 
I told Roberto, if this real estate thing doesn't work out, you should, you should maybe go to Hollywood and make a career out of it. So great guy, um, great wife. Uh, he's Panamanian. She's American. They met in California surfing and, uh, have a, a beautiful daughter together and they've moved back to Panama and they're doing a great job building the business there. Got a great team. And so to answer your question, uh, get back to see those guys, making sure that everything's working well for them. Their buyers are coming in and uh, they're satisfied with the services the United Country's offering and, and um, you know, make sure everything's copacetic there. But we're, we're real proud of them and that's probably where we need to go next. Um, another country when we're talking about international markets is uh, Australia, Sean. And I think we've talked a little bit about that off air too, where we've got a great relationship with a group in Australia and spent some time with them uh, over the last couple of years and, and uh, really got to appreciate what their markets are like. And, and they do a lot of auctioning down there. In fact, uh, 50% of the transactions in Australia are actually doing through the auction method of marketing, not just traditional. So it's been good to work with them as well. That's interesting. It's um, almost the inverse of mm -hmm. what we see here in the United States, where a large percentage of their properties are taken directly to auction. Yep. In the event they don't sell at auction, then they may market them traditionally. But it's uh, again, it's kind of the inverse of what you see here in the U.S. Yeah, it's it. It was really fascinating working with their offices for six months when I was there. They really educated me on how a buyer and seller can become comfortable with the auction process. So many people just think it's a last ditch effort, right? They're in trouble, it's bank pressure, it's a foreclosure, an estate sale, whatever, which certainly does happen. But what they've been able to position is sit down with the seller and say, we can go two ways with it. We can go into the traditional method of marketing and see what the market brings. Um, or we can put a little pressure on it and say, in 30 days, we're gonna sell this property one way or the other. The other thing that's an interesting point too is we probably anybody listening to this podcast has bought or sold a home and probably attended an open house or two. Um, when they do an open house down there, they do them for a very condensed period of time. They'll do them for 30 to 45 minutes max. And what's interesting is it kind of creates this land rush kind of environment like, I better get in there. So you'll see 10 or 12 cars in front of the house when you're pulling up and you know there's a lot of interest in the property. So as you're going down the hall, looking at the bedrooms and whatever, you're kind of bumping into people coming and going and you know that if you're serious about this this property you better make an offer so in a lot of cases they'll have a, basically a silent bid auction right there on site so you go in you've got your property information packet you've got your inspection report you got everything you need to to make a decision and you literally write an offer stick it in the envelope and at five o'clock they open the envelope and say okay you're the you know you're essentially the bid winner of that silent auction they don't call it that but uh just an interesting process. They're able to put sort of a, a, what's typically a longer open house process in the U.S. into a very condensed 45-minute section and an offer that day. So uh, I, I learned a lot about it. It'd be interesting to see if some of those practices could be applied here in the U.S. Yeah, that's a great concept, condensing that down, because normally an open house may be anywhere from, you know, one to three hours um, here in the U.S. What I typically see and by condensing that down to a 30, 45-minute time period, you're forcing a lot of people to see a lot of people at that open house, which is going to create uh, a lot of demand, right? Yep. And, and a lot of expectations that I'm going to have to compete for this property, especially as a precursor to an auction, which right. is exactly what you want, is uh, something to kind of help ignite that competitive bid process. Yeah, it's it's brilliant marketing, really. And it's and it's uh, what I love is it's so transparent and it's fair to the market because you can see with your own eyes that there's a lot of interest in this property immediately. The minute you pull up, you don't even have to step foot out of the car, you know you better be serious about it or you know keep on driving. So 
Um, There's a great nugget, auctioneers, realtors, if you're listening to this podcast, think about shortening those open houses up to a very tight time frame, force a lot of people to see a lot of people inside of that property, create that demand, create that element of uh, sense of urgency and excitement and uh, things that are going to drive market value. Yeah, absolutely. It's, again, very transparent process and condenses it into a very short period of time and uh Let's the market speak to the property. What is it really worth? You find out very quickly. Well, Doug, this has uh, been a great episode. We got to have you back in here one of these days. Uh, Trina had to slip out a little bit uh, early. Your company has got an auction summit that you sponsor here in Kansas City coming up on September 9th and 10th. It says National Auction Summit. Correct me if I'm wrong with any of this. National Auction Summit. It's held here in Kansas City. It's an invitation to all auctioneers that want to participate in the education training. They've got an event expo, a lot of vendors coming out. Yep. That's the National Auction Summit here in Kansas City, September 9th and 10th. We want to give a warm uh, welcome or a thank you to our good friend Doug Adams for joining us in the studio today. What a wealth of information. Doug, what's a good way to contact you if people have questions? Yeah, no, appreciate the invite. Uh, again, it's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun talking lobsters and uh, home warranties, <laughs> and uh, I think we covered the gamut, didn't we? No, it's been a real pleasure, and, uh, and and would love to visit with anybody that's listening today and learn more about what we're up to. And if we're interested in buying or selling a home or you're a broker and auctioneer and curious more about what United Country's doing with some of our new partnerships with Realtree or whatever the case may be, we'd, we'd love to visit with you. Uh, my contact information is uh, D Adams. that's D-A-D-A-M-S, at unitedcountry.com. I'll say that one more time just for easy reference, D Adams at unitedcountry.com. Or you can call our customer service department at 1-800-444-5044. And again, that's 1-800-444-5044. 5044 and they can patch you directly through to my mobile phone if i'm not in the office perfect doug thanks again for joining us in the studio ladies and gentlemen that's a wrap for this episode and we will see you next time inside the sale ring this episode has ended but your journey to greatness continues to access all resources and links mentioned in today's show head over to www.thesalering.com now that's www.thesalering.com